Hey guys, this is Brooks O'Hearn with Shamrock Capital Group. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today podcast varsity squad. It is Scott Ferguson, and I am coming at you with my really good friend, Brooks O'Hearn of Shamrock Capital Group. Uh, His niche uh, really is commercial real estate, although he's invested, like my team, in uh, residential real estate, but he really turned a focus into commercial real estate and his story of why he did that is fantastic. And he's forgot more about commercial real estate really than I'll ever care to know. It'd be great to have an advisor like Brooks in my corner when I really want to take that leap. And I'll tell you what, if you're looking to take the leap, make sure you sit back, relax, break out your notebook, because Brooks is going to really, for a lack of a better term, dumb down commercial real estate for you. So without further ado, here's my really good friend, Brooks O'Hearn from Shamrock Capital Group. Let's level up. Time to shine today, Varsity Squad. It is Scott Ferguson, and I get to bring on a guest that's near and dear to my background, my profession in real estate, but this guy's forgot more about commercial real estate than I'll ever care to know. But I know there are people out there that want to know about commercial real estate. A lot of my listeners have reached out and said, bro, bring on a commercial uh, broker, bring on a commercial investor. Well, now your wish is my command, uh, lack of a better term, but it is. And I got my guy, Brooks O'Hearn. And being Brooks, I actually connected on Instagram. This is my first interview that I actually connected with someone on Instagram first. And he had liked one of my podcast drops or something. I just asked him for an interview and he's grateful enough to do it he said he ran out got a mic you know so he can start getting on podcasts so you know here he is brooks started flipping houses in 2013 uh, with his family since flipping over 30 million in real estate coaching over a thousand investors on digital marketing he has shifted his focus into buying and flipping underperforming apartment buildings and he is a rock star and he also will give you five proven ways to generate passive income on your first deal, just go to his website, which I'll put in the show notes, Shamrock Capital Group LLC.com. And Brooks, come on, introduce yourself to Varsity Squad. But first, what is your favorite color and why? Ooh, I'd have to say red is the favorite color. Really? And um, I don't know. I've, I, you know, they, they always say that the, the mentality behind it is power or anything like that. I, I don't know about all that, but I, I love the Sunday red for Tiger Woods. <laughs> it's a finishing so, color. It gets it done. But yeah. I, I, I'm baffled though. Shamrock, you think it'd be green, but you know, we'll let you roll with red. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> awesome, brother. So let's get into the origins of Brooks. I mean, you're a relatively young man. You're out there killing it, crushing it, um, and flipping over 30 mil um, in, in real estate. So, let's get to the origin of it. How do we get that started and leveling up to that? Yeah. So um, it, it started when I was, when I was young in, in high school, my parents, um, I, they, I could trace it back to a, a handful of things, but really one thing is uh, they stuck the book, rich dad, poor dad in front of me the um, book. as a kid. Yep. Yep. As a, as a kid in high school. So um, my, my parents recognized that I didn't read really any books in high school that were assigned. So they said, here, try this one. Um, you know, let's, let's see what you do with it. And then that, that morphed into, we started taking, uh, cash flow the game onto family vacations. You know, I remember, <laughs> I remember we would now always the rat race. The, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Baby. We would pack, we'd pack cash flow game and, and go on vacations. And then, you know, I started studying more and more about real estate and getting into it. And then as I got into college, I started realizing like, this is, 
it, this is not translating into a real estate career. Um, right. and, and so I was transferring from junior college where I was actually playing golf. And then I was transferring to four-year university. I ended up taking a semester off. And as they say, don't ever take a semester off cause you'll never go back. Mm-hmm. And that was absolutely true. So I didn't go back. Um, in fact, in that semester, I started really, uh, making steps and, and realizing what an action plan would need to be to, to jump into real estate. I approached my parents with the plan in long story short of, of you have all the money and I have all the time. So let's make something work. And they bought it. Um, we started, we started the company, of course, you know, then we went out and sought mentors and and coaches on our own. And then, you know, that kicked off. We bought our first property, uh, like one week shy of my 21st birthday. Okay. And, um, single family house. Yes, that was a single family house. And it was actually down in Colorado Springs, Colorado, which is about an hour south of us. Okay. Um, back then we paid we paid seventy thousand dollars for the house. <laughs> and um it and then you know, tra- translate that into just just a couple of years ago, we, one of our one of our recent purchases. Actually, we had this like string of four or five purchases right in a row uh at, at seven seventy-five. Like wow. it was like seven seventy-five, seven seventy-seven, seven eighty, like right in there it was what we were buying properties at. So wow. you know, it 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 grew 10x from from that point. So um that's a very short description of how I got in, but you yeah. know, through you know, always learning and and it was kicked off with my parents really. So why the 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 change from really like single family doors into the apartment buildings as a focus? I'm sure that if a hell of a deal came across your desk in single family, you might still move on it, but like why really starting to focus in on apartment buildings? Definitely. Yeah. Great question. So, and and we do still flip, uh, you know, some single families from time to time here. Um, but, but the real thing was we had this, we had this aha moment, this light bulb moment where we, we realized that, you know, as, as we're, you're, you're flipping four properties at a time that are, you know, you purchased for $700,000. There's a lot of money going out every single month. I mean, you're writing huge checks and it's stressful. I mean, you've got, you you've got that much money on the line. You've got then millions of dollars in construction to renovate those 6,000 square feet homes. Right. And so you've got, you've just got so many, so many checks going outward and then you wait until the end of the project. And then the project finally pays you back. And what we realized was I started doing some research and realizing that, Hey, there are, there are apartment buildings that we could purchase at Mm $800,000. And those apartment buildings need renovation that we're already, you know, we already know based on our skill set. Um, right. Those apartment buildings need to be repositioned with more of a like, you know, tr- flipping a business, right? You've got to flip the asset, not just the, right. the four walls inside of it. And that thing, it pays you the entire time, right? Sure. While while I'm doing renovations in two of the 25 units in this building, the other 23 tenants are still paying paying us. Sure. Right. Right. So, so it was just a, it was just feasible, more feasible to, you know, put our, put our investments over there and then focus more on just the apartment side and, and the, the cash flowing assets that are going to pay us the entire time. Are you holding the apartments, Brooks? Yes. Yeah, we, okay. we do. So, yeah. So we'll flip them and it, it's more of the Burr model. So I'm, I'm sure, you know, sure. you, you know, the Burr model, but for those, anybody that's listening that doesn't, it's buy, renovate, rent and then refinance. Uh, some people throw an extra R in there for repeat, but, um, the, 
any, but yeah, if we, if we buy it, we'll buy it with, you know, construction funds or a bridge loan and then, um, you know, flip it over the course of, of a year or two, get it stabilized, take it to a bank, refinance it out. And, you know, a lot of times us, and then some of our partners, um, we'll be able to, we'll be able to cash out and, and keep it long-term. I'm just going to say, do you pull money out on that refinance to maybe roll it into another project? The goal is yes, absolutely. Okay. Very good. Very good. Very good. So what do you think makes a great investor? Um, somebody Real who can go, investor, go we'll say. yeah, yeah. Good question. So somebody who can go with the flow, I mean, you gotta, you gotta handle, you gotta handle some stuff. You've got to be able to um, handle the stress. It's, it's definitely a high stress gig, you know, with with a lot of money on the line, and you have to be pretty level headed. You've got to be able to respond and react to change. And then I also believe you have to surround yourself with the right team. So you you can't you can't do it all. And you know any of these big investors that you see on TV or or that have any coaching or anything, those guys have a, a bigger and better team around them. Sure. They just happen to be the pretty face, right? <laughs> right you know, right. and and the, and the smart mind that kind of that pulls the pulls the right levers. So who's on your team besides yourself? Yeah, so my family is um, an integral part. I, I mentioned my parents got started with me. My brother was actually still in high school when we started the company, but now mm-hmm. he has. Um, he has come on and he has, he has joined us full time. We also have a, an office manager, and then we have just numerous contractors that, that, you know, help us obviously. And then we have a a large team of, you know, private investors and and partners that, that partner with us. So, you know, it's not like we're, you know, it's not like we have $30 million sitting in the bank that we're throwing at, at some of these projects, right? right? It takes, it takes leverage. And then of course, you know, bank relationships. And then I always say the, some of the realtors Mm. and brokers, right? Yes. I'm a realtor myself, but I know, I I know I can't find every property. So that network of, of lead generation is, is integral. So it really just, it, it's a huge team when you really look at it. Um, and then, you know, but, but if people were to look at us, they're like, well, there's only five of you, you know, kind of on the payroll of the right. of Shamrock Capital. Right? Are you guys Colorado only right now or are you guys expanded? Uh, yeah. So actually we, as far as apartment purchases, we don't do anything in Colorado. Uh, oh. This is just, we just do our single family stuff in Colorado. Um, for, for apartment purchases, we have uh, Kansas City and Omaha. Are, oh, wow. are a couple of our target markets. Yeah. So some family ties back, back to the Midwest, sure. but uh, just, you know, the numbers make more sense and and those markets are still emerging. You know, Denver has kind of been the secrets Saturated. out about Denver, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah the absolutely. secrets out. Everybody gotcha. has their opinions, but you know, people travel here once and they're like, well, we, we know it, it's Denver. It's beautiful. And it's not the frozen tundra. So if you're bringing in like as someone into your program, into commercial real estate and how to learn. What is some of the secret sauce that you provide for helping these investors find their blind spots? Absolutely. So we we really uncover it, and I think you got to start from from scratch. You've got to start with the with the basic foundation of a lot of the blind spots are they don't have they don't have their their footing in the right market. You know, right. they're if if you're trying to invest in a market, let's say like Denver, right? I mean, you're paying a couple hundred thousand dollars per door. So that, I mean, that gets expensive. You're buying sure. a five unit building for a million dollars. Right. Right. Where, um, 
so, so that's one of the biggest blind spots. The other blind spot is they don't really know what it's going to take once you get into the building. And, you know, th- th- there are all kinds of these rules of thumb out there, you know, the, the 1% rule as far as, you know, your rent be 1% right. of your, your purchase price, or, you know, there's all these things, right. Or the, the Mayo maximum allowable offer and sure. things like that. Right. But what, that's like good enough for a back of the napkin, just if, as you're taking the initial call, of Absolutely. The lead, I would say right. yeah. kind of to get you in the ballpark. Right. It's, it's kind of like, um, kind of like, is, is this even worth another minute of my time? But too many people are trying to like buy and, and make long-term investments off of that advice. Got it. And so where we start is we roll it all the way back to, you know, market analysis and then, you know, really building a true network and team of brokers. Because another thing people will do is they'll log on to, you know, any of the, any of the apartment sites or commercial real estate sure. sites. And they'll just say, well, what can I find today? When in reality, there's so many more properties behind the scenes. Pocket, baby. Get connected. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You, get, you get those pocket listings, get those relationships built with the brokers. So that's what I preach is, is building those connections and then going into actually evaluating the building. And then you've got to get into the whole game of negotiating. I mean, there you go. Commercial real estate negotiations is a whole different ball game <laughs> than, than single family. I mean, Right. You got, you've got guys that it's, it's just, you, you can get a big wide gamut and then you could get some real sharks in commercial real sure. estate that, that, that'll just, you know, put the screws to you. So you've got to be able to negotiate and, and know where you've got leverage because, um, you know, if you, if you simply just say no and, or, you know, freeze up, you, you lose the deal. Absolutely. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. So if, if someone's coming to you, to learn about commercial real estate, again, the prospect or whatnot, is there any good question that you wish they would ask you but never do? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I would say, let's see. I'm trying to think. What is the most common? Yeah, I would say. I would say honestly, it it starts with it starts with their it it starts with their market. Okay. Um, and I think I think they they don't ask because they don't know to ask. They don't think they could ever do commercial real estate investing outside of their own backyard. Right. And, and they start to, they just start to analyze their own market and they never ask like, Hey, what makes a good market? Right. What Mm. are the indicators? What are the indicators in a market where I can, I can make this basically a math problem, right? I can take all the emotion out of it you know, I mentioned Omaha and Kansas city. Yeah. We have family ties there, but my brother and I took, we took like two dozen markets across the country and we analyzed them up and down as far as, you know, trends over the last like 20 years. And we analyzed them up and down and then landed on those sure. because of the math of it. Rob it. I love it. So, yeah. So I, I love that answer. You know, if I was, kind of come to you and I'm going to ask you right now, tell me about a deal that didn't work out the way you thought it was going to a little bit of a fail. Yeah. Let's be a little transparent here. Absolutely. You don't have Absolutely. to dive into the whole deal, but just kind of give the uh, 30,000 foot view of it. Yeah. So, I mean, it, this one was, this one was actually earlier this year. You know, we had, we had a contract on a, uh, on a small apartment building and we, we got into it and, and this happens, but generally 
generally it goes a little differently. So sure. we, it was, it was direct to seller. Um, and we got in there, it was, a, it was another family that was managing this building and, you know, we got in there and the, we realized we had, we had seen everything we needed to see from a quick video walkthrough. Cause I, I will ask for a video walkthrough so I can do a lot of my due diligence before I ever leave my desk. You know, Love I don't want to hop on a plane every single week to go look at a deal. That's not going to be a deal. Love it. Right. Right. So I get on a plane, it's back to Nebraska. And uh, this deal is actually, actually in Lincoln. So just outside Omaha and um, we go through it. Everything checks out on the inside. We get up to this, we get up to the final floor, which was unoccupied. And we start to see that there's, there had been water that's coming in from the you roof. You start seeing sunlight. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. So, so we looked at it and, and um, you know, we, we started asking, well, when, you know, when was the last time the roof was replaced? You start asking these questions. Sure. And, um, and the seller says, well, yeah, I don't think, I don't think it's been replaced while we owned it. I asked, well, did you have it inspected when you bought it? No, of no. course they didn't. Mm. So, he had no idea this was an issue. Right. And so now he has to go take this back to the family who's not in state. And, and it just became this, this like game of telephone. Sure. Right. And so, you know, I talk about, I talk about being able to negotiate and sometimes you get those, those wild cards right. where just no matter what I, I gave to this guy, I mean, I went to, I went to, we brought in multiple roofers. We helped him go to his insurance company and try to file a claim. Right. It, it ended up being an asbestos roof. So I started doing a quick Google search. Obviously, they had not manufactured asbestos asbestos shingles since 1989. Right. So I was yeah. like, well, the roof is minimum 30 years old, you know. Yeah. And and so it just got to this point where you you sometimes get these wild cards where you they're just not receptive to anything you're trying to tell them. Right. You know. And so the fact that there were literal shingles missing off the roof and you could see daylight through the roof. Right. You know, in Lincoln, Nebraska it's humid. It rains a lot. And it it snows cold. a lot. It gets super cold. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, you know, the weather, the elements had really taken a toll on that building. And we just, we just weren't able to get over that hump of them coming to terms with the, the actual condition of the building. Okay. Right. So it was one of those, it was, it was kind of a failure. You know, you, you spend, spend a lot of money to get out there, get, get all your inspectors lined up for the day, sure. do all your due diligence and then only to find out, you know, they just, they're not able to come to terms with the truth about their building. And, and like I said, it happens sometimes. Yeah. You, you'd obviously love it to go the other way, right? You right. I did all my due diligence, did, did what I could. It could be front, a time suck a little bit. And that's, it was, yeah, it was, you know, <laughs> gotcha. you spend a couple of days out, out, out of the state and, and working on it. And then, you know, another few days trying to negotiate with them and it just, it kills yeah, you. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. I've been through those. Absolutely. So how do you want your dash remembered that, that little line in between your incarnation date, your expiration date, you know, that life date death. How do you want your dash remembered? I want to be remembered as somebody who helped other people reach their goals, but I also want to be remembered as somebody who challenged people to reach those goals. And so I'm, I'm the kind of person that will, that will look you in the eyes and, and challenge your way of thinking for not, for no other reason other than, to get you to think outside the box or to get you to try to defend and, and rationalize where you're at. Right. And, and I think if you can do that, then first off, I'll learn from you. And, you know, if you can't, then hopefully, you know, hopefully we can come to a, uh, hopefully we can kind of collectively put our brains together and, and come to a a consensus conclusion. So I would say, 
you're a living legacy, right. man. I, I that, that's that's awesome. I appreciate I can that. see what you're what you're doing with with your life. So, what do you think is the big the big thing that you really want to accomplish in your life, Brooks? The big thing I would say is I want to I want to be able to simply teach. Okay teach. And, and that's why, I mean, coaching and and teaching has, has become one of my biggest passions. Um, I kind of knew it at a younger age that, that I always naturally take the lead in group situations. Um, but I didn't ever really realize that it manifested as, as a coach or a teacher. And I think that's really where, where my passion is, is getting in front of people, whether it's speaking on a stage or, or, you know, um, courses or, or one-on-one coaching, whatever it is, just the, the ability to teach and see other people use the stuff that I use to then succeed is, is the greatest pleasure to me. I love that. I love that. So what would your definition of a life well lived be? Life well lived would be a, a life full of, of travel, a life full of golf, <laughs> um, a, a life full of real estate investments that provide that for me. You know, sure. I don't think it's, I don't think I've ever, uh, you know, I, I know it can't happen without real estate. So, so I don't want people to think I'm it's like, a great vehicle, waking, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't, I don't want people to think I'm waking up, you know, with, with stars in my eyes about, right. the, you know, the, the joys of, of everything that comes with real estate investing. But I, I understand that it is, um, it's, it's the vehicle to achieve all of that. So I love it. Um, golf, um, travel. I, I have a, uh, I have a, a girlfriend and that I would be, you know, that I'll be settling down with and, nice. you know, starting a family. So I I've always envisioned, you know, a family and then, you know, f- especially with my parents, I want to give back to them. There you go. Given to me. Love it. So this, that's one of my biggest things is, is to be able to, um, I, I joke about it all the time is push them into retirement, there you, go. <laughs> you know, at, at, at some uh, point soon, at some point soon, we're going to have the conversation and I'm going to say, all right, get out. Dime. My brother and I are taken out, taken out of it. So we're going to wind things down with our leveling up lightning round. And you and okay. I could talk 15, 20 minutes, maybe even an hour on each one of these questions. We got five seconds with no explanations. My producer is going to hold you to that. Okay. All right. Sounds all right, good. So let's level up. What's the best leveling up advice Brooks has ever received? Find a mentor. Love it. Share one of the personal habits that contributes to your success. Working out. Okay, excellent. Other than your own website, shamrockcapitalgroupllc.com, and of course, time to shine today.com, my shameless plug. What's another website that you go to to level up? Ooh, um, Facebook groups. Beautiful. That's a great answer. Facebook and LinkedIn, man. You can't beat them if you yeah. find the right groups, right? All exactly. right. So not what you're reading now, not the flavor of the month. But if I'm in my doldrums, just not feeling it, you're like, Fergie, read this book. What is it? Ooh, um, how to win friends and influence people. Ah, Carnegie, baby. Love it. Love it. What's your most commonly used emoji? Laughing crying face. Sideways or upright? Upright. All right. Oh man, gotcha. What's your favorite charity and organization you like to give your time and money to? Ooh, ooh, there's a handful. Um, I'll say Wounded Warrior Umpire Academy. Thank you for saying that, man, for my fellow vets. Beautiful. So what is, last question, you can expand on this one just a little bit, but what's the best decade in music? 70s, 80s, 90s, or 2000s? 90s. 90s. Are you you 90s, baby? Yes. All right, my man. man. Hey, Brooks, how can we find you, man? 
Uh, so Instagram, just like you, is is the easiest way. I've I've got definitely that's my favorite um, app. Instagram, just Brooks O'Hearn, all one word, no yeah, spaces. And um, actually, I mean that's you can find me there on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Brooks O'Hearn. And um, yeah, that's the easiest way to connect. Connect with me on on Instagram. I love to share stories out there. I'm sharing, you know, teaching tips as well as just funny moments and stuff. You and are. You're, there, it's an awesome Instagram page, folks. So <laughs> I appreciate Scroll down that. after you're done listening and look up uh, Brooks's uh, Instagram. It's fantastic. And, and Squad, we have just had really a, our own personal masterclass for free from my good friend Brooks here, who does a lot of things by the Burr method, where he buy, renovates, rents, refinances, and of course, repeat. Um, he's going to remind you to go with the flow. There's going to be stress in the business, but stay level-headed. And you can do that by surrounding yourself with the right team, which if you're wanting to get into the commercial real estate arena, this is the right team that you want to be introduced to. So reach out to me. I'd be happy to put you in touch with Brooks and his team. You know, if you're starting out into the commercial real estate, it's going to tell you, ask yourself, what makes a good market? And then as you're doing the deals, take your emotion out of it. Remember to take the emotion out of it. Make it a math problem, like Brooks said. And the math problems, it works out. It's going to work out for your end game. So take your emotion out of it. He wants to be remembered as somebody who helped others reach their goals. But while he's helping you reach them, that challenge you to be even set higher goals the next time. His big thing in life that he wants to accomplish is to really simply teach and coach people how he became a success. There's no better... Um, definition of a go-giver than that. You know, he's all about the traveling, the golf, the real estate investing. He's going to remind you as you're starting his number one thing, find a mentor. And the, you found him right now if you want to get into commercial real estate. You can put you together with into the Shamrock Capital Group LLC's team and Brooks can take it from there. And Brooks, thank you so much for coming on. You level up your health, you level up your wealth, you're family oriented, you earn your varsity squad letter over here. Thank you so much for coming on, man. We look forward to collaborating with you in the future. I appreciate you having me on, Scott. It's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Talk soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, Let's level up. It's our time to shine.